When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. July thing it happens way too early, but now it's Christmas August. August. I can live with that. It's cloudy. Mary Schmaltzmas. It's under 100 degrees. Do you know how that started? Schmaltzmas. I don't. No, I don't. Do you? No, I have no oh. idea. Oh, well, I thought you, were, I thought you teed were... that up like you had the, the, the answers. <laughs> yeah, I was. Usually do have the answers. I don't. Like those little stories. Does it have anything to do with him being St. Nick? Oh. Good. Wow, look at these deep Sean insights. Might be You'll have plenty of time on the John plane over to. Once again, um, he's the guy what city are you going to? What's that? Mel- What's Melbourne? Melbourne? Uh, emphasis on time. the guy part there, by What's the that? way. I said emphasis on the guy part there, by the way. You said the smartest guy on the show. I said emphasis on the guy part. Smartest. Yeah, never mind. Um, um, that, as, you can find out all these stories on your plane ride. As they say in Melbourne, though, Melbourne. They don't actually say Melbourne. I won't Melbourne. know because I won't be there. <laughs> you want to go on the 15-hour flight? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, anyway, every Monday we've been doing a <laughs> deep dive on various members. And when you say we, you mean me. Well, Yes, <laughs> on the various members of get, the Arizona. Did you get long? Yeah. So, do you want to tell them how many slides? Can I leave? No, I won't tell during how many slides. No, you're, the whole segment? first segment is you. But the, you have to do it. Like, tell me the day before, and then I'll only spend oh, a few hours on it. But you tell time? me a week ahead of time. <sighs> so, brain. Buzzes. I gotta say, this is the one that I have anticipated. But the what most. if I disappoint uh, you though? That's a lot I'll, of pressure. We'll see. I mean, I I will have a grade. After it finishes, um, I'll post My the grade. My grade is A plus no matter what you do. Thanks, Leah. Pandering. Pandering. Um, so we're going to take a deep dive into Nick Schmaltz's game. This one, as you mentioned, is really interesting because, yeah. I don't know, Nick Schmaltz, he's an interesting he player. Is. He's been on the top line in that duo with Clayton Keller, um, currently in the fifth year of a seven-year contract, making $5.85 million per year. This year, a modified no-trade clause kicks in. Um, But Nick Schmaltz, he's never played a full 82-game season in his entire career, including his time with the Blackhawks. The most games he's ever played was 78 back in 2017-18. Staying healthy has been, you know, an issue for Nick Schmaltz, but just, I guess, what are your overall thoughts on Schmaltz um, and how, if he's performing up to his contract, et cetera? I'll throw it to you, Craig. Well, he, he I think he is now. I think he is now. These yeah. past two seasons, you, you can't really argue. He's pretty close to a point-per-game player. He's clearly found chemistry with Clayton Keller. It's part of the reason, like, I know there was a lot of trade talk around Nick Schmaltz. I think that's part of the reason he didn't move because – Clayton Keller likes playing with him, and we all know the drama that played out this summer with Clayton Keller with some talk that is he going to be satisfied after the the arena vote fell through. I think keeping Nick Schmaltz was part of keeping Clayton Keller happy. I really do. They have found a chemistry together. They work really well together. I'm not sure they've quite found the center that works between them yet. Barrett Hayton showed some signs last season, but 
they showed some magic. I mean, 117 points in his past 126 games over the last two seasons. So he's he's really found it. You mentioned his contract, though, and, and this is where it gets interesting to me. Not only the the modified no trade clause where he s- submits a 10 team no trade list. Nick Schmaltz's salary really climbs these next few seasons. This season, he's going to make 7.5. Um, and then next year, he's got a 6.95 base with a 1.5 signing bonus. The following year, he makes 8.5. So these three years, his salary escalates significantly. We know that the Coyotes are still a very budget-conscious team. So they made it clear they weren't going to trade him in the offseason, right? It, it, and I mentioned some of the reasons why. I still wonder, with Logan Cooley here now, with other skill potentially to play with, does Nick Schmaltz become a chip that you dangle at the trade deadline again this year with with his age in mind, with his salary in mind, and with his value in mind while he's still performing at the peak of his game? Yeah, for a lot of teams, the cap hit is what they get concerned about. And you're looking at a reasonable cap hit. It's the actual dollars on this one where they start to climb. And you're looking at Nick Schmaltz being an $8.5 million player. Has he earned it here? The answer is yes. Yep. I mean, when we'll start getting and we'll get to into the dive, we'll start looking at some of his numbers. But yeah, o- offensively, he is a big part of what this team provides on offense. I do get worried when you're talking about actual dollars because this team's not quite ready to win yet. Unlike most teams, right? Yeah. They, they worry more about they worry the, the other way. The they worry it. about cap, and yep. this team worries about real dollars, especially when they're not trying to win. I'm concerned about that for Schmaltz. So what he needs to do, if he has a great year, this trade deadline could be really interesting for him. Yeah, I, I really do think that um, there are there are some things, though, when you look at him as a player around the league with the outside sees of him, there are some things he's going to have to improve on if teams are going to pay that kind of money for that player. Yeah. And we'll get all into all of that when we get to the PD's puck talk section of the show. But obviously, as I mentioned before, he's never played full 82 games. Let's just say he does. What do you think his ceiling is as a player? I mean, if if he does play the 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 ATA, we're talking about a guy who could be a point per game player. Um, but I, you know, I I, I don't know if he's going to play a full full season. You may have thoughts on this. I wonder sometimes. Nick Schmaltz is a slight guy. He uh, he's not built for you know contact for for getting <laughs> hit situations like that. I'm I'm actually surprised a little bit that. His body composition hasn't changed much since he's been here. I'm surprised it hasn't been a bigger project, but that's the reality of who he is. He's a high skill guy. We're going to talk about some of the things that he really, really brings to the game, particularly his speed through the neutral zone. He's just he's elite in in that area of the game. Yeah, I I, I I get careful when I talk about a season with Nick Schmaltz because there are glimpses throughout a season where you go, oh shit, this kid can play. Yeah, like elite. Yeah. The, the burst of speed we've talked about that are that put him in that top top few percentage points of players in this league. I just don't know if it's consistent enough. And and I'm wondering his body type. We talk about the injuries, and he got his best two point seasons were the last two, and he only played 63 games in both of those years. 63 games and 63 games finished with 59 points and 58 points during those seasons. So he's almost, as you said, a point a game guy. 20 more games, uh, does that extrapolate into more points? I don't know because I don't know if, if he's consistent enough over time to really add on to that. Is he a 20-goal scorer in this league? Absolutely. Yeah. Can he get 30 if, he's, if he makes 82 games? I, I think that's a reasonable number. I think if he can stay healthy, I think he can be a 30-goal scorer in this league. Um, I just don't know, and he hasn't done it yet. Can he be healthy? 
Um, he is, this is fun. So he's one assist away from 200 and one point away from 300 in his career. I need him to get an assist before he gets a goal because I will be so mad if he has like 101 goals and 299 assists. I need the oh. symmetry. I need it. So <laughs> Nick Schmaltz. I don't know if you can bet on this at the, when the time comes, but well, we, we will. Anytime assist, we don't forget. Game anytime one. assist, game one. And where are they in game one? Pittsburgh, New no, Jersey. That was last year. <laughs> New Jersey, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Columbus. New Jersey's all, you know, that could Jersey. be a high-scoring game. Yeah, so. it could be. Yeah. They're not a. They're not known for their defense. They scoot though. That team can scoot. I haven't used the word scoot in a while. I try to get that in every show. Scoot. Give me the. They can scoot. The Nick- Schmaltz yeah, seven-point game from he, Ottawa. He surprisingly, you, you talk about his his offense and his ability to score, but he can distribute the puck extremely well. But t- t- to Craig's point, where it's again when we get into the dive, you, you're going to look at reasons why that number isn't higher. Yep. Well, we'll dive into it in just a minute. Um, Michael said, "Is there n- is the no move clause in effect now or at the end of the season?" It kicks in. It's now. now. It's for this season. He, uh, the next three seasons, the final three years of his contract. And that also makes things interesting if they do decide. They want to move him this year. It's a, it'll be slightly more challenging than it would have been last. Yeah, year. but you have to think like if if you're talking about ten teams on his no trade list, they're probably non playoff teams, right? They're they're not necessarily. Yeah. I think there are enough places, and you can always ask a player, "Would you waive Who'd you for go this here? team?" Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, say Winnipeg's so, winning the Western Conference, yeah. and he's got him on his no trade list. They're winning the West, and they really need him. And he goes, "Yeah, maybe." Yeah, yeah. I think I think there are ways around that. Yeah, I, I don't I do think too. it is that big a stumbling block. All right. Well, we'll uh, let's get into VD's puck talk. I know that's what we're all we're all here for. Um, but before mm. we do, everyone, remind me: game one, Nick Schmaltz, anytime yes. assist, anytime assist. Um, it will be. It's obviously not yet because they don't have the game lines up uh, now. But when the time comes, I will be betting a weenie bet. Uh, weenie bets <laughs> will be back bet. this season on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. So if you want to tail me in that. You can join along. I'm really looking forward to getting back into that this season on BetMGM. Um, but if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet and you want to get, you know, some experience before the season starts, you can bet on MLB. You can bet on WNBA. You can bet on Team Futures, the NFL, college football, all around the corner. It's the best time of year for betting coming up here. So you can sign up for BetMGM and use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses, you can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. When the season starts, it gets really busy. And sometimes I find it hard to like meal prep or cook or anything like that. And I'm just running out of my house looking to grab something out of my fridge. And that's where factor comes in because it's fresh and not frozen, which is a huge thing. Like just eating frozen meals, they don't really taste great. It gets old quick factor. They deliver it fresh to your door in a a box that has like, cooler bags in it it's all right. cold it's actually it's crazy. insane right yeah, yeah when you, when it's it crazy um yeah. what you what you're given when factor sends you a box um and then you have a week's worth of meals i love it personally i love it especially for lunches in the office and the best part is it takes two minutes 
in the microwave. Every single one, two minutes, that's it. Um, it's just great if you're on the go, great if you're not feeling like cooking. Um, yeah, and they're they're honestly so good. Like, I'm always so shocked every time I eat it. I'm like, I could eat this in a restaurant, and you don't expect it because when you think about a prepackaged meal, you think about frozen meh quality. But Factor's not like that. So Will they deliver to Australia? <laughs> I don't know. Can we take but, it with us? Um, I, do you have a fridge that you can bring on the flight? <laughs> you don't think the uh, so ice difficult. will last for, for a full day on the flight? I don't think so. He's Probably. so difficult. Um, if you want to try Factor, we... Everyone here in the office tries Factor and loved it. Like, there's always Factor in our fridge here. It's so good. You can head to factormeals.com slash phnxyotes50 and use that code phnxyotes50 to get 50% off. Now's the time to try it. That's an unbelievable deal. That's code phnxyotes50 at factormeals.com slash phnxyotes50 to get 50% off. All right, PD. I'm handing the reins over Take to you. Take it away. Take Maestro. it away. Well, I, I got to get DP on the ready because okay. this is there's a lot of communication here. And first, I, again, I say I think I say this every time before I do a PPT, a PD's puck talk. I want to I want to throw this out here. I, I see a lot of stuff on the internet of people breaking down plays and games and and players and and stuff. And I, I just want to throw this out there. And this isn't to pat myself on the back. This literally was my job for 23 seasons. <laughs> I broke down video inside an NHL coach's room for 23 years for the Coyotes. I watched game film. I talked to players. This was my job. Can I add to that? Yes. When I covered the NBA years ago, I don't even remember who the writer was who would do a breakdown of play every week for USA Today. And the Suns coaches used to laugh because he'd get it wrong all the time. <laughs> I It drives me freaking bananas when people start breaking down plays, when they don't know the intricacies of systems, what team, what you know, idiosyncrasies teams may have. If you get something wrong, you're doing your job wrong <laughs> as a journalist. And this is why we love having Petey sitting in that chair because he did this for a living for so many times and you still i know you still have the contacts if you have a question am i wrong on this i know yep. you have the question the uh, contacts to get it right yes and, so. and we and system play and, and we're going to talk about schmaltz's defensive game and that's where it comes in is that the system or is it not and so, so i didn't dive a lot into system for his defending it was more some other things in the defensive zone so without further ado it's time for pd's puck talk the Nick Schmaltz edition. Let's start right away with what Nick Schmaltz's game is all about, and it's all about his offense. And we're going to take you back two seasons. He is the record setter and still is for most points per game for the Arizona Coyotes when he put up seven points in March of 2022 in Ottawa. Amazing. Not only could he, he score from in tight, the passes he made were elite, elite playmaker. He is all about his offense. So a couple of points you want to make. He's second in points per game last season, only behind Clayton Keller. He's second in goals, only behind Keller. Oh, this is since 1920, since his first full season here. Second in points per game, second in goals, and second assists, all trailing Clayton Keller. So he is the offense since he's arrived here in the desert for his first complete season in 1920. And I want to say why. Here's the reason that Craig brought up the speed right away. His speed between the blue lines and be able to, his ability to get from his defensive zone to the offensive zone and beat players up the ice. And you can see in this slide where the opponents, he is near three of his opponent opposing players. And by the time he gets to the red line, he's already beaten two of them. And by, by the time he gets to the blue line, he's all alone. His speed through the neutral zone is one of the things that sets him apart from other players in this league. And again, he gets a shot and a goal. 
We're going to see it again, his speed coming out of the neutral zone or defensive zone again. You talk about his ability to beat the player that is standing right next to him. This time it's a defenseman for the Boston Bruins, beats him up the ice, and it's a tap in for a goal, all because of his speed between the blue lines. Again, this is when he's not challenged and there's no physical contact. It's blue line to blue line. Dude is fast. The other thing he's really got is his shot. His shot's elite. And, and I don't know if he gets enough credit for his shot. And it's all about how his release is so quick. We talk about Matthews and his quick release. You're going to see it here. When he is able to get a shot clean on a goalie, he has the ability to beat a goalie clean without screens or tips. He shoots that well. And his skill. He's got a long reach for a guy that's only six feet tall. He's got good reach. He can beat goalies clean with his quick hands. These are the three things, his speed, his shot, and his skill that allow him to be an elite offensive player. So let's look inside his brain. One of the things he does extremely well is he finds open ice. And what does that mean? This offense, when you watch Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz on the ice, they're rotating. They're always moving around. In that first slide in the top left, you're going to see Clayton Keller moving from his right to left. And Schmaltz is going right behind him. They have this crisscross movement. They're always moving. As the pass goes to the defenseman from Keller, look at all that open ice in the middle of the offensive zone. Schmaltz knows how to find those spots. Mm. He knows where to find spots where the opponent is not and he's able to score from those spots his ability to find open ice is one of the things that sets him apart from other players and especially when you look at players like Carlos or Michelli that go into the traffic Schmaltz goes away from it he finds those small spots where there's room you see here against Chicago the open ice is behind all of the Chicago players he sees it he gets there gets a pass from Clayton Keller and the thing to look at on this play his feet are nearly on the goal line delivering a shot from that tight from that low in the zone is extremely difficult. His skill and the ability to do these tight angle goals, and as we go on, we're going to see many of these goals from that particular spot. He gets it because he can find the open ice. See it again. Again, he's in behind the defenders, so he's not getting that physical contact. He's not getting sticks. He's not fighting to get to the blue paint. He gets these open areas that are a difficult distance away from the goaltender and really, really tight angles, but he's able with his quick release to beat the goaltender clean. And we talk about his quick release. His shot is similar to what you talk about with Austin Matthews, where his wrists have this quick action. When he is in tight, his the puck is on his stick and off his stick incredibly quickly. So he can get the shot off before the goalie has an opportunity to move. And so let's look where his goals come from. When, one thing that I found interesting from Nick Schmaltz's goals is all but one came from the top of the circles in. All of them, but one, and that was an empty net goal. So anytime wow. he scored with a goalie in the net, every single one was below the top of the circle. The one, if you see this blue K, there's a light blue K distribution. That's a pass from Clayton Keller across what is known as, Craig? The Royal Road. The Royal Road came up, a term came up by... Steve Aliquette. Steve Aliquette. Well, he does a, he's a goaltender that does a lot of statistics and analytics on puck movements and players and goal First opportunities. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. so what this means, Royal Road, you can see he's got some shots in there, some tips and some one-timers, but the Royal Road is his most important way of scoring. And what that means is the puck crosses over the Royal Road. And he, these are all of his eight goals. And all of these are passed from Clayton Keller 
across the Royal Road where he shoots immediately. There's some dis- there's some differences in what the percentage is on going up, you know, what the amount is for scoring, but it's incredible. It's, it, Can you take a moment to explain to people why that pass across the seam creates such great scoring And there's, there's a couple things yeah. because usually the player's in a good scoring position and you see most of these spots. Clayton Keller's on the dot or near the top of the circle, so you have to defend the shot. So that means the defensive team and the goaltender have to be lined up and prepared for that shot. When you make that pass all the way across, it's the most distance for the goaltender yep. to travel, and you get a goalie moving east to west is the most difficult save he can make. And you look at the goalies now, Andre Vasilevsky is six foot seven. Right. Like if you get them standing still, you can't beat them. You need to get the goalie moving. So across the Royal Road is the greatest distance to travel. And with his quick release, he can get the shot off before the goalie gets there. Or find holes. Or the find holes because up. they're moving. Yep. And yep. so this is yep. an interesting diagram that really shows how these two have found that synergy. And these passes are made through people and through players. And you're going to see here some examples of that. Again, you see Schmaltz find the open ice. He finds the open ice at the top of the circle. Look how many players they have to pass through to get through that royal road. One-timer, look where the goalie is when the puck goes in the net. Not even close. As long as he can release that puck quickly before the goalie can move, he's got a better chance of making the save. You're going to see it again. This is where we talk about the activity when they're moving and crisscrossing at the top of the zone. He finds the open ice way down by the goal line. And Keller's able to make this pass all the way through all of this congested traffic, and he's able to put it right on the stick of Schmaltz, and he's able to put it in behind the defenders. And this is five on five. This isn't on the power play. This is five on five, and Schmaltz finds open ice where he's not being challenged by defenders. And we're going to see it again. On the next one, again, it's the same thing. Find the open ice. Keller takes the puck around the net. This is through five players again. Unbelievable pass. He puts himself in an angle that most players can't score from. Quick shot, and it's in the net. This last one's on the power play, and this is why it's so critical on a power play to get through the Royal Road, because when you can get these seam passes, look how much room he has, and it's just a tap-in against the goalie on the power play. What else is he good at besides his ability to shoot and score? His puck pursuit, retrievals, and tracking. Mm -hmm. When he does not have the puck, he wants the puck back. And he is elite. Yeah, I think this is an underrated part of his game that people don't realize. And and the best player I've ever seen do it is Pavel Datsuk. Mm. He is phenomenal. And one of the things Pavel did, he was able to do it because of his speed. And that's the advantage that Smoltz has here is his speed. So we're going to go through his first one. He anticipates the pass through the neutral zone. And he just stands and waits. And you can see he's a blur on this top picture because he's already moving. He knows that pass is going to get made. He steals the pass in on a breakaway and ends up scoring on this play. Play. On this next one, we, we talk about tracking. Tracking is back checking, where you're trying to beat the opponent back to your defensive zone and break up the play. You can see he's equal to the player on the Tampa Bay Lightning. His speed, by the time they get to the opposing blue line, his speed has beaten that player up the ice, used his stick, pushed the puck to his teammates, and the Coyotes are going back the other way. So not only are they not giving up a scoring chance against, they're back on offense. Because, again, what we talked about, his speed through the neutral zone. Here again, it's tracking against Dallas. His speed, he catches a player that's 10 feet ahead of him. He catches him by the top of the circle, knocks the puck off his stick. Down in the bottom set of slides, it's Nashville. Again, not only does he catch them using his speed, his stick work when chasing a player is phenomenal. So it's stick on puck, and they go back the other way. And this is a really good close-up of how he does it. When he goes into a player, he doesn't physically engage with that player. He uses his stick. We call it being under stick. So as you see the Edmonton Oilers player here get his puck on his stick on the puck, Schmaltz is right behind him. It's a quick, really quick flick of his wrist, lifts up the opposing stick, and now he has the puck. 
you're going to see it again. Uh, it's the San Jose Sharks, top of the circle, chases him down with his speed, flicks his wrist, lifts his stick, and he's going back the other direction. You're going to see it against St. Louis where he chases the player down, lifts his stick, and they're out going the other way. When you watch him next season, and you watch him as the season approaches, watch his speed when he pursues players getting up the ice, which brings us to the next point, what he needs to work on. And first, you guys mentioned it right off the top. It's his strength. And when you see him, one of the things he did in the offensive zone, he stayed away from traffic. He stayed away from opposing players, and he tried to separate himself from the opponents in the defensive zone because when he is challenged, as he is here physically, one-on-one -on -one physically against the Nashville Predators, you see the space close up. He doesn't move the puck, and it's not even a big hit. It's just a little push, and he's off the puck. You're going to see it again, where if he's confronted one-on-one -on -one along the boards, he does not maintain possession. He gets pushed off the puck easily. He's soft in these corners. He's soft against the wall. Here's two more examples, um, both ironically against Colorado. He's pushed off the puck easily, and the puck's going the other way. So he wants to move that puck before he has to engage in physical contact. The other thing about his physicality is he doesn't hit. And here's a chance to, he's got Max Domi going into the corner. They're 50-50 on the puck. And instead of using his speed to get there to make a hit, he coasts uses his stick, and allows Max Domi easily to get to the puck first. So let's talk about his hits. These stats are alarming. Yeah, you told me this last week, and I was last shocked. Last <laughs> season, 2023 last season, he was last on the Coyotes with hits with players that had played more than five games. He played 63. He has last. He is last on the Coyotes in hits per 60. And if you take the uh, – he was also – this is interesting. In last season, there are only five forwards. Five. In all of the National Hockey League, five forwards that had fewer hits, and they are Patrick Kane, Troy Terry, Jakob Silverberg, Jack Hughes, and coming in last is Johnny Hockey. Huh. None of those are the only five players in the entire league that had fewer hits per 60 than Nick Schmoltz. And since he became a full-time Coyote in 2019-20, he is 41st out of 42 Coyote forwards in hits per 60. The only player who hit less was Phil Kessel. <laughs> he has got to add this to his game and that part of his strength. He's got to get stronger to fight people off the puck, and he's get, got to get stronger to win these one-on-one -on -one battles, and he has to get stronger to avoid injuries. It's the third piece we talked about, about his strength part of his game. Now, I'm not attributing the hit here on Reeves to part of being strength. It was a, it was a high hit, and I, I know I missed a lot of time with that mm -hmm. high hit to Reeves. But if you're physically in shape, and you can beat these, you can fight off players, you're putting yourself in less danger to get hurt. Yeah, it doesn't explain entirely the hit total. Correct. Because it's, 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 it's too low. But guys who have the puck, possession guys are, by nature, going to have, have less, less hits. hits. As, as, as Dave Thibodeau used to say, if, if, you're, if you're out hitting the opponent, that means you don't have the puck, and that's not what you want in a game. Nick Schmaltz has the puck a lot, but it Fair doesn't enough. completely explain. Uh, explain yeah. away the low hit total. And I think this will start to show some of the reason of the poor hit total. And this is the area of the game that he needs to work on the most. And that is the defensive side of the puck in the defensive zone. He's got to get better in the defensive zone. And we're going to take a look at some things that are egregious to me in the defensive zone. We talked about his speed. 
He should be beating players to loose pucks. This is against the LA Kings where the puck is against the wall. His body momentum and the way his body is moving is going away from the puck. Like he doesn't want to engage. There's two Kings there. He needs to. His assignment is to get in there and help and dig this puck out. But he's tentative. He puts his stick out there. He doesn't put his body in there. He drifts away from the pile and he's standing still. The Kings end up winning the puck because there is no help in the battle. And who gets the puck? The guy that was standing right next to him beats him to an open area of the net, shoot and score. So not only did he stand still, not engage, the guy that he was responsible for sneaks in behind him and is able to get the goal because he's what we call straight-legged. He doesn't move when he's in the defensive zone. You're going to see it again. In this play, I wish we could show the video of this play. This is all one play where he's, he's at the top of the zone guarding the Philadelphia Flyer defenseman. As the Flyer defenseman goes down, he just, and it's, this looks like he's going really fast. He's not. He just zips by Schmaltz. He had a horrible angle, didn't defend well, didn't use his speed to cut off the angle, allows the puck to come back up high in the zone, gets another stab at it. Again, the defenseman does a spinorama move, goes around and behind him, beats him again. Then, as the puck goes up through the zone, he's late, getting to block the pass, so he doesn't do anything. He gets turned over by the defenseman twice, allows the pass to get through, and they shoot and score from the top of the zone, all with him not leaving a three-foot area. Never turned a wheel. Didn't skate at all. He literally was just standing and watching. We go to another example of this, where you see him lower in the zone this time, and as the defenseman comes in off the wall, he's focused so heavily on the puck. He gets puck focused. He loses the player in behind him. It's a pass, which he does not block, and it's just a tap in for the opposing team. So he gets puck watching too much. And this is what I talk about straight-legged. And this is what I talk about working and competing in the defensive zone. Andre wants guys to move and attack and be fast in the defensive zone. And when you watch this shift in its entirety against Florida, these guys are working, meaning Keller is working. The defensemen are skating. And if you see on the top left picture, Schmaltz is standing up. By the second picture, he's coasting to the blue line while the defenseman is shooting towards the net. Like, he's going away from where he should. He should be going to where the trouble is to help out in front of the net. He's drifting out to the blue line, standing still and coasting. Puck comes, rings around the boards. Again, he's just standing still. He doesn't block the pass to the middle of the ice. He doesn't try to take the, the Florida Panther player out along the wall. Pass gets through. Shot and a goal, and there he is standing there. He, he For all the speed this player has and his ability to lift sticks, he doesn't commit that kind of pressure inside the blue line. I'm going to do it one more time. He's coming back into the zone. You're going to see the puck go behind the net as he chases the, the player behind the net. You can see him by the, by the third slide. He's just drifting into the corner. His job right now is to stop in front of the net, protect front of the net. He's got to protect the net. It's the most dangerous part. It's a 50-50 battle behind the net. He has no idea, but he's just drifting, coasting away. Puck comes to where he should have been. And again, it's an easy tap in for the Flyers. Again, stick... But we, we see the standing around, straight-legged. The pass gets through him to Anaheim. Now, instead of busting his ass and getting to that Anaheim defenseman and getting in the shooting lane, he coasts. What happens when he coasts? That player is able to make a pass to the other defenseman because he didn't beat them with his stick. He didn't get there to get in the lane with his body. And again, another easy, not easy goal, but another goal from the blue line where he is standing still. So when we look at Nick Schmaltz's game, elite speed, elite Elite, like one of the, he is in the tops. I mean, he's not McKinnon and he's not McDavid. He's that next tier of speed. Hmm. His hands, unbelievably quick around the net. Think Matthews is a release. His elite shot, 
offensive zone awareness where he can find those open areas where he stays out of traffic and still get a shooting lane. And he's got his high-end puck pursuit where he can steal the puck from the opposing players. But he needs to get stronger. And he's 27 now. He's got to get stronger now. He's injury-prone, so he's got to put, stop putting himself in situations. He's got to get his head up. Defensive zone coverage has to get better. He's got to be more committed to what they're trying to do in the defensive zone and his consistent compete level. So we saw that in the offensive zone, his feet are moving. In the defensive zone, he's standing straight. Those have to get better. And that is your deep dive inside Nick Smoltz for PD's Puck Talk. Fabulous as always. Can I ask a couple questions? Absolutely. Okay. A lot of people ask why Nick Schmaltz isn't playing center. He came into the league as a center. So I want to ask you about a couple duties that come with playing center. Down low in the defensive zone, we just saw some of what you talked about. And face-offs. Why is, why is Nick Schmaltz a bad face-off man? Well, there's a couple things. We, we talked about his strength. You've got to be strong because you've got to be able to get your stick. It's, it's a quick, strong movement. You've got to be able to fight off the opposing stick. And it's also quickness i know he's got really quick hands but we talk about him being eeyore like oh not so good today poo <laughs> he's kind of got that mentality and i don't know if he's got that quick can he do that quickly on the faceoff and win that faceoff strategy I, I think the biggest issue is his strength there and i think that's why he's limited to the faceoff but the the centerman yeah in the defensive zone yeah but you've got to be strong you got to be strong on the puck so you can separate the opposing player from that puck you've got to be quick you've got to be smart and you've got to be in the dangerous areas in front of the net and i don't think nick schmaltz can handle that assignment right now in the defensive zone this is another reason the, another reason i ask here is a lot of people are like oh logan cooley's got to play between schmaltz and keller right away <laughs> who takes faceoffs on that line who takes those duties that you're talking about logan cooley's Got to develop physically, too. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons that I think on this show we've all kind of voiced our opinions that that, that more experienced players like Zucker and Kerfoot and put him with more experienced players yeah. um, to start his career. I still personally want him to see him take his lumps at center ice. I think he needs to be a center right away. I don't want to get another winger because if he becomes a wing now, they may start to like him as a wing. He's going to take his lumps. And to do that, you need to have two really, really strong, yeah. smart, defensively talented wingers and and I, I don't know if that's Keller and Schmaltz. And, and I think that line would be too exposed defensively. I think when you see a line of Cooley, Schmaltz, and Keller jump over the boards, McDavid, uh, McKinnon, they're going to pull their groin getting out on the ice. <laughs> like When they see that, they're licking their chops. And seriously, that, who's taking faceoffs yeah. on that line? There's, there's nobody to take faceoffs on I think he'll line. have to take faceoffs on a lower line. I think he has to. I yeah. think he's going to have to learn how. Now, there are, if you pair him with that line, Sucker can still take faceoffs. Yep. Kerfoot can take faces faceoffs to take some of that off of him. But I think you have to make him a center right away. Good stuff, as always. Thank you. Did you have more questions? That was it. Yeah. No, it's really, really interesting. Um, there's a couple comments in the chat. I wonder if he hesitates because he's injury prone. Like he's like like Brady said. Um, I think that's why he gets away from he be hesitant to get hurt. Again? I think that's why one of the reasons you see him in the offensive zone where we talk about Keller getting that driving to the net and finding a way to get to the blue paint. Nick Schmaltz doesn't do that. Nick Schmaltz, he drifts away. If you see people, Nick Schmaltz is not going to be there. He drifts away from the traffic, and he's so good on his skates in the offensive zone that you'll see that offensive zone movement active where guys are crisscrossing, and that's where Mosier and Balamaki are so good at moving as well. So you see all this movement, and then he finds a spot where no one is there. I don't think he's a guy that can get to those traffic areas, and it might be part of it that he's as a little shying Wayne. We talk about his skill of getting pucks back from, from opponents. Do you notice where he is all the time when he's doing that? He's behind them. 
Yeah. Like he, he's looking at their numbers. He's not looking at their logo. Like he doesn't go at and attack a player that's looking at him. He only attacks players that are facing and going the other way because now he can use his speed and his quick hands, but he doesn't need to use his physicality. And so, yeah, I, I do think there's an element of that, that he's trying to, he, he's aware of it. And, and yet that does make you less prone to go to act areas of the ice where there is going to give you physical contact. Well, Petey, great stuff as always. I'm always looking forward to a, a good, solid PD's puck talk. I learn so much every time. And the only thing that's making this day even better than that. I know cloudy, Cloudy and nice temperatures. PD's puck talk. And. And illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's. Delivering lunch later today. I know. Um, that is the trifecta right there. I'm super excited to get illegal Pete's to our office today. And. I'm excited to start going to Illegal Pete's before Coyotes games again. Um, we have some stuff planned for this upcoming season, but also it's a really great pregame spot because it's walking distance or a quick scooter, light rail, bike ride, walk away. Um, and it's just it's just a great like energy. It's good food. There's TVs. There's a bar. You can get just oh. drinks. You can get food and drinks. And of course the queso, there was discussion about the queso in the discord this weekend. It's phenomenal. Um, today would be a great day to stop by the patio, by the way, um, oh, yeah, illegal, nice Pete, cool. illegal Pete's your go-to spot this summer. Mill Ave. Um, you can stop by for happy hour three to 8 PM every day. That is the best happy hour I've heard of. Um, honestly, something that goes that late every day at all 12 locations and the two in Arizona mill and university in Tucson illegal Pete's is the go-to spot for burritos, buddies and beer for 28 years. Um, and my go-to spot for gas is circle K because I, it's consistent in prices. It's consistent in what I'm going to get inside. I, it's just, it's super consistent. And I just stopped yesterday, Leah. I stopped the other day at a circle K Yep. and I had my phone ready. Cause I know sometimes you don't. Yeah. I didn't get the video. That's sad. It's yeah. sad. I was so sad. I was ready. And yeah. I like before I hit the button, I got ready. Yeah, I know. I, I was hoping to see you. You'll only see people when you don't have your phone ready. It's yep. just the way of I think that's, nature. That's yeah. the fact. Um, But I'm really excited because Circle K is offering something new and exciting. Cool. Um, And it's called the Inner Circle. So. What do we do? You got to download the Circle K app, Kay. which DJ at our friend she's desk. Back. She's always. Yeah, she's always on it. Um. You can. It's a f new free membership program for Circle K. I will definitely be doing this, by the way. You can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups and get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, etc. But I'm super excited about... That's a great deal. The What do I do? Inner Circle. So you're going to join it for free by downloading the Circle K app. Yes. The terms and conditions apply at participating locations. You can visit CircleK.com for details. But when I did go get gas at Circle K the other day, I like, you know, there's the screen and then there's like an advertisement above. It was advertising the Inner Circle Club. And I was really cool. excited to learn more. So join the Inner Circle. It's I mean, they're just giving you discounts. They're just handing them to you. So do it. Um, all right couple other news and notes before we wrap up here. We finally have some closure on Robert Master Simone. Yeah. And I don't know. It's kind of surprising, maybe. Um, Maybe not, actually. Okay. Well, yeah, just I'm, to sign with the Marlies rather than Yeah, just an AHL-only deal and a one-year deal at that. Um, there were other teams that were interested. I mentioned a couple of them um, on Twitter the other day, but... He didn't get the ELC he was looking for. Um, and this is a this is a guy who's a second round draft pick, right? Detroit Red Wings, who chose not to sign him. As we mentioned earlier, the first prospect 
not to stick around in the Stevie Eiserman era. So interesting. I wonder, I wonder with Mastro if he would have been better served to come back to ASU and try and dominate for a year and maybe improve his stock. I don't know. I don't know if that would have happened or not. We'll see how it all plays out. But now he's on, he's in a situation. Let's, let's be honest. When you get an AHL only deal, PD, it's not like the team is viewing you as an NHL prospect at that point. No, I, I, I'm, I, I mean, we we don't know. I don't know what went on behind closed doors or and what all his decisions are. I look at the Detroit Red Wings as a team um, that's going in the correct direction. That they're trying to, um, they're moving up. Their their rebuild is a little farther advanced where the Coyotes are. So I don't know if this is a spot where there was some issue uh, that he felt he wasn't going to get an opportunity to play there or a fair shake, which then was he goes to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, and then you go to Toronto where there's even less spots yeah. and even a harder squad to make. I, I, I don't know. I don't it, it. This one's puzzling to me. I, I guess maybe we'll see. But when you go to training camp and you're on an American League contract, dude, you're not making the team. Sorry. Yeah. They have enough one-way contracts. You're not. I don't care how good you are. And then yeah. this is just the reality of money and dollars and cents and contracts. You're on an NHL contract. You go there. You're still going to the American League because you, you, when it comes, the, you, you're down to your last two guys, and you got Robert Meshmoni and uh, a, a player that has a one-way contract, and you're this close to deciding. The guy in the one-way contract staying. He is because it's it becomes financial at that point. So, I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any time soon that you're going to see him in the yeah, national. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, it's an AHL only deal, so he's got to play in the AHL. But I, I wonder what happens after this season because it's when, when you sign one of those deals, you're you're almost forgotten. Like people don't even pay attention to you; they forget that you're there because you're on the AHL only deal. And then that one year expires. I, I wonder if he's a guy who's going to have to start thinking about playing in Europe. Playing yeah, already because yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but on, and then on the flip side, on the Sun Devil hockey side, it's another big, it's big loss. loss. Yeah, yeah, big losing loss. Josh Stone and Matthew Simone, um, in back, you know, all in the span of six months or whatever it was. I mean, that's that's going to be tough for Greg Powers and and company. And I see that I I do. There's a part of me that understands that. I mean, he played he played four years of college hockey. Right, he's ready. Three to years yeah. of Boston, get one it. year at you want to go I pro get fine. It. And you're thinking now, I'm I'm like I'm 22 years old. I'm going to be 23 soon, and I'm going. God, do I want to go back to college? And I, I've done this. I've played it in, in two really good leagues. I want to do it again. But was an AHL only deal the best deal? Or should he have looked at right. Europe right away? I, I, you know, I know that's hard for a lot of players to say, I, I don't want to move out of country. I don't want to go a place that I'm not familiar with. But I don't know what's going to give you a better opportunity. Like I said, when you're an eight, on an AHL only deal, they're not thinking about you as an NHL prospect. So you're filling a body at the AHL level. That's what that's for. Did Detroit not want to sign him? No, they did not want to sign him. Wow. I like, a second round draft pick. That's really surprising. Yeah. I like the tinfoil hat stuff going on in the comments. Anticipation for Austin Matthews coming to Arizona. Oh, the go. long cotton donut is working it behind the scenes. Oh, there you go. Listen, I'm all in for the conspiracies. So. I, that's right. Yeah, that's you. why Brad Trilliving and Shane Doan are actually in Toronto. They're secretly working on the Coyotes' behalf to yes. bring Austin Matthews yes. back to Arizona. Yeah. Tinfoil hat. Yeah, yep. 100%. Um, <laughs> anyway, but... You can't buy tinfoil hats at Foco, but you can buy straw hats. You can buy a lot of stuff. You can buy a lot of stuff. Um, they do They do have Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags. Great stuff for baseball games, that college by the way. Stuff? They have so much college Isn't stuff. there college football like soon? Like next week. Like that's soon. They have so much ASU stuff. They have so much U of A stuff. Just go on Foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. And just search your favorite team and see what gear is available. Foco has your back for Arizona sports. 
Get the best gear around by visiting Poco.com and use code PHNX. And for all non-presale items, you can use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. And while you're browsing Poco in a new tab, open gophnx.com, click on the Die Hard tab, and become a Die Hard today. It is a great time of year to become a Die Hard because next month we are going to Australia and we will have content from there. We are gonna have the season is the season's right around the corner it's crazy how close um, it is now, yeah. so craig has weekly diehard only content we have a diehard only hangout in the discord planned you get access to our discord which during games i forgot like how just how fun discord is i know everyone's kind of cool on twitter slash x because of what it's kind of turned into discord is the place to be if you're a coyotes fan and you just want to talk with other coyotes fans during games our discord join it you also get 20 percent off merchandise 20 percent off events of which we have many planned um so it's just a great time of year to become a diehard not to mention free shirt or hat when you sign up and every year you renew as well so tons of great perks mm -hmm. speaking of x by the way i, I heard, did you guys see the rumor i might have to unblock pd <laughs> I, know, I haven't been able to, to leave comments on craig's page for a long time <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 i yeah, understand yeah. that but that's for yeah, no sanity yeah but, like uh, talk about like uh, spoken from a, a guy who has no idea what it's like to be a woman on twitter <laughs> you, yeah, yeah it makes no sense oh, yeah. okay yeah, you might want to block a few people i would think yeah yeah, yeah. wow um, anyway speaking of things that phnx offers we have a really fun week ahead mm -hmm. um we have a couple of great guests this week but is this and i'm looking at the list right now is this the original schedule when these people were coming in wasn't there somebody coming supposed to be here tomorrow, or was it never tomorrow? It's Tuesday. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right there, it says. Oh, say somebody put Wednesday. You just changed it to Tuesday. <laughs> well, you no. it's it said Wednesday. No, it you're you're just no. We're gonna gaslight. <laughs> 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 Wednesday. Um, tomorrow, Tuesday, Sean Dersey joins the show. Um, first time chatting. <laughs> He's writing things on the. Oh, uh, Sean Dersey funny. joins the that's show. True. Really excited to talk to him. What are you talking about? It says Tuesday. One of the newer Coyotes. Um, and then on Thursday, 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 wow. Jason Zucker joins the show. Wow, we can These are those are two really good guests. Yeah. Great shows. Super Great shows. excited. Really looking forward to those. Super yes. excited to talk to those guys. Um, so stay are they tuned here for that? I mean, not here in the studio, but are they here in Arizona yet? Do we know? We'll have to find out. From them. I don't think they've can we arrived quite yet. We no. sure can. Yeah. Cool. And we'll see if they're not, which one They'll of them be comes outside. They'll be outside, outside, burns yeah. their phone. Everybody I've talked to is talking about coming back like around the 1st of September. The 1st, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, too. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would stay away because I saw <sighs> over 110 at the end of this week exactly. again. Exactly. They Come changed on. the forecast again. We what forecast? Yeah. What's, what? Why bother even looking? The weather? Like, yeah. just look at it that day to find out what it's going to be like because it's changed like five what times in the past. What day? <laughs> Never mind. Where's my quietly sign? I need it. Take us out of here, um, this, has been, this has been good. Th PD, thank you so much for your in-depth breakdown. We've been learning so much. Uh, we have to decide which player we want to break down next week. We'll tell um, you Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. But that'll be every pretty much every Monday. I, I like this pattern for us leading up to the season. But everybody here in the chat, thank you. We appreciate your comments, your questions, etc. Be sure to hit the like button before you leave here. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to like, subscribe, Leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow each of us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore to pause. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. As we mentioned, we got Sean Dersey tomorrow. So hit the notification bell on the PHNX Sports YouTube so you never miss when we go live because we are here 11 a.m. Monday through Friday all week. And just a little tease, PD has some really fun extra content 
planned. Oh, that's this, this week. week too. A l- very fun. Very, very fun. Oh. So stay tuned for that. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we will see you all tomorrow.